You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. To God be the glory. Palakpagan natin ang Panginoon. Hallelujah. Before crude oil was discovered, there were many places in the world that were in difficult situations, especially during winter. Now, this is winter time in the northern hemisphere. And if you do not have something to light your homes during the night or your streets during the night, then it would be very difficult. They rely so much on wood to keep themselves warm. In the Middle Eastern countries, they were using olive oil and palm oil. I think uh, many of you are familiar with that. But in the countries that are experiencing winter, palm, the plants do not grow there. So what they did was, in order to light their homes and their streets, they hunted whales, yung malalaking sea creatures, because the whales contain oil in their bodies. And so whaling ships were built and uh, people went out to sea and hunted these whales. Kaya maraming whales at the time that were killed and people extracted oil from the bodies of the whales. But then when crude oil was discovered and other sources of energy were also discovered, then whales are now free to roam around the ocean. It is very difficult to be in the dark physically. If we do not have light, it's very difficult. But it is even more difficult if we are in spiritual darkness. The people of Israel for 400 years, long to hear God's voice. Because after Malachi, 400 years, God did not speak to the people of Israel, either through dreams, visions, or through a prophet. And they were longing, they were longing that God would speak to them, just as he spoke to them in the past. And then, all of a sudden, after 400 years, God sent an angel, Gabriel. And we were discussing about his appearance to Zechariah. And Zechariah was a simple man who was serving in the temple and the angel appeared to him and told him that his wife was going to have a son. And this surprised Zechariah. We are already old. How can my wife still have a son? 
And the angel told him that you will not speak until the boy is born because you did not believe at first. And then you notice that things have changed. For so long, God did not speak through an angel, through a prophet, but then Zechariah was now given the chance to hear God's word through this angel. And if you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, 58 to 80, let's look at this passage. Luke chapter 1, 57 to 80. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. So they thought, Junior. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to the father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote his name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath is swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, now, he was now referring to John. You will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. May God bless us upon the reading of his words.
this particular incident is very important to us because God is setting the stage. He sent Gabriel to talk to Zechariah and told him that his wife was going to have a son. And God revealed to Zechariah what John will do, that he was going to prepare the way for the Lord, that he would go ahead and prepare the way for the Lord. And the same angel, if you look at the other passages, the same angel went to Mary and told Mary that you are going to have a child and this child is going to be called the Son of the Most High. Now the same angel, the same angel that went to Zechariah also told Mary that Mary you will have a son, and this son will be called the Son of the Most High. Then the same angel went to Joseph. You can read that in the book of Luke. And he told Joseph, Joseph, do not be hesitant to bring Mary into your home because the baby she is conceiving is not from men, but from the Holy Spirit. Now, if you'd notice that God sent the same angel to three different people, and in fact, when Jesus was born, he sent the same angel to speak to the shepherds. Because I believe God saw in advance that there will come a time that some people would claim that Gabriel visited them. And I think some of you are familiar with that. Na merong nagsasabi, the angel Gabriel came to me and revealed things to me. And it is important to see that God already placed witnesses and the testimonies of these witnesses cannot be refuted by later stories. Our judicial system, we have lawyers in our congregation, requires that a person who is accused will be declared guilty by the testimony, credible testimony, of two or three witnesses. It is possible for one person to fabricate a story, but Three people or four people saying the same thing, you cannot imagine that they would, they would collude. That's, I think, the term they would use to fabricate a story. And so Zechariah was one of those individuals who was visited by the angel Gabriel and revealed to him about his son, and about the Lord Jesus Christ. Although many of us would say that after Malachi, there was no more prophet until John the Baptist. I think that's a little inaccurate because Zechariah 
can be considered a prophet because he prophesied. He prophesied about what his son John will be doing and he also prophesied about what the Lord Jesus Christ will do. And it's very clear that the people of Israel were waiting. They were waiting for a political salvation. They were under the domination of foreign powers for many, many centuries. First, they were taken to Babylon. When the Babylonians were defeated by the Persians, the Persians allowed them to return, but they were still under the political administration of the Persians. When the Persians were defeated by the Greeks under Alexander the Great, then the people of Israel were again subjected to the domination of the Greeks. After Alexander the Great died, his kingdom was divided, and the general who occupied Syria and the general who occupied Egypt were fighting against each other. The Seleucids controlled Syria, the Ptolemies controlled Egypt, the ancestors of Cleopatra. And when they fought, Israel was the battleground. Can you imagine that? Two armies fighting against each other, and Israel was the battlefront. They were subjected to so much political oppression. And when the Greeks were defeated by the Romans, the Romans invaded Israel and placed them again under political subjugation. And so for centuries, the people of Israel were hoping for a political Messiah. And Zechariah mentioned that in verses 69 to 75, that there will be a king that will deliver them from their enemies and enable them to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. But the prophecy did not stop there. Because starting with verse 76 to 79, Zechariah mentioned something that many Jewish people probably did not understand, that John was going to prepare the, the way for this coming of the Lord, and this Lord will, will bring salvation and forgiveness of sins to those who believe. Forgiveness of sins, if you look at in the Old Testament, was a dream. Because when a sinner comes to the temple and brings his sacrifice, the blood of the animals cannot forgive his sins. He knows that. But he obeyed God because it was a symbol of what is to come. In the Old Testament, forgiveness was promised. Yes, there was a time that David committed sin. And he was punished for his sin. He repented of his sin. And God used a prophet to go to him and tell him that your sin is forgiven. There was never a time that God directly said to a person, your sin is forgiven. Now let me illustrate this to you. 
if you owe me 10,000 pesos and you promise that you will pay your debt on this particular time and I'm sending you a demand letter and I'm saying at this particular time you have to pay your debt otherwise I'll sue you I think you cannot sleep the night before the day that is set for you to settle your account. But if on the date stated, the I would send a messenger and he would come to your house and he would tell you, my boss authorized me to come to your house and tell you that you are no longer to pay your debt. Your debt is forgiven. I think you will dance for joy and you will embrace the messenger that I sent to you. But what if I will come to you personally and tell you, wag ka nang mag-alala. Yung utang mo, ako na ang magbabayad. I think the joy that you will experience is far greater. If you would embrace the messenger because he was authorized to tell you that your debt is forgiven, it is far greater to hear the words from the person himself. And this is the significance of the prophecy and the declaration of Zechariah. Because those who accepted John when he prepared the way, they also accepted Jesus Christ when he appeared. But those who rejected John, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Herodians, in fact, Herod was the one who beheaded him. They were also the ones who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ when he appeared. That's why it's very important that when people hear the words of God, either through a messenger or from himself, that they should accept the message because this is what happens when a person chooses to be in darkness. John prepared the way. And he never claimed to be the Messiah. He simply claimed to be the voice in the wilderness, crying to prepare the way of the Lord. He said, the one coming after me, I'm not even worthy to loosen the ties of his shoes. And so those who accepted John, they had faith in their hearts. And so when Jesus arrived and started his ministry, the same people who had faith in their hearts recognized him and they followed him. And the declaration of Zechariah is very important because when a declaration is made, it does not only affect us, but it affects our children our children's children, and even to the third and fourth generations.
And I'm glad that we have a pattern in the prophecy of Zechariah that he declared Jesus as the Savior, the one who brings forgiveness of sins, the one who brings the light in the darkness so that he can guide our feet into the path of peace. Without the light, it would be very difficult for us to see the way. But because the light has come, then it is now easy for us to see the way and follow him into eternal life. And I wish that we could grasp the significance of the declaration of Zechariah. Because not only in the past, Yes, in the past there were Pharisees, scribes, Herodians, Sadducees. They made their own declaration. They rejected John. They rejected Jesus Christ. And they incurred the curse and punishment. But even today, there are people who make their own declaration. I don't know if you have seen this on Facebook. But I heard the leaders of a country, I will not name the country, but it's a very prosperous, very rich country in Asia. And this is what the leaders said. We will not allow Christianity to overtake our country. We will not accept their Christ. That was an official declaration. They said, we have become rich, powerful, and influential because we continue to worship what we worship long time ago. Now, that's a declaration that is very dangerous because the moment you declare that, it does not only affect you, it affects your children even to the third and fourth generations. The declaration by Zechariah should be our declaration today. So that not only us, but even our children, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, we experience God's blessing. I think I have shared this incident with some of you, but perhaps some of you were not here when I shared this particular incident. It was in 2021, more than two years ago. I was sitting at the lobby of the church. A mother and her 18-year-old boy arrived. And I asked them, what can I do for you? And the mother said, Pastor, we need your prayers because my son is already 18 years old, but he cannot concentrate on his studies. He does not want to work. And everything we try to do is useless. And so I asked them to sit down, and the boy was there just sitting down, his head bowed. He did not say anything. And I asked the mother, can you tell me about your, the practices of your ancestors from your father's side 
from your mother's side. And she said, my parents' pastor are Christians. They gave their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, how about your grandfather? Oh, I said, my grandfather is all, was also a Christian. But then she paused for a while and she said, but our great-grandfather was worshiping spirits. He invited spirits into his home. And so I told her, even if you are now a Christian, your parents are Christians, your grandfather was a believer, but that commitment, that declaration that your great-grandfather did is still binding with your boy. And that's the reason why your boy cannot concentrate on his studies. He has no direction in life because I believe that he is governed by that spirit. The declaration of the ancestor is binding. And so she said, what should I do? Pastor, I said, reject all spirits that your ancestors invited. And so she said, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the spirits that my great-grandfather invited are now rejected, and I now invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into my life and into the life of my son. When she said those words, the boy who was very silent for 30 minutes did not say anything. His, his head was bowed down, suddenly straightened himself. And with eyes blazing, he looked at his mother and said, Kabalubakag unsay gihimo sa imong lulu. And the mother was shocked. I was also shocked. Because the boy who was silent suddenly spoke up and with a very loud voice, Did you know what your great-grandfather did? This boy is mine. And I, I knew that the voice was not coming from the boy. It was coming from the spirit that dominated the boy. And I said, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, tell me your name. And he gave his name. And I said, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, get out. You have no authority here anymore. The mother already surrendered to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, no. This boy is mine. And I tell you this, parents. There are times children, we cannot understand them. No direction in life. Indulge in vices. Because a spirit is been, has been controlling that person. But I said to the spirit, you have no authority here. You have to live. And he said, no. Your great-grandfather offered this boy to me. But I said, no. You have to live. By the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to live. And he shouted at the top of his voice. And then the boy collapsed. After a few seconds, the boy gained consciousness. And this was the first question he asked. Ma, 
nganong naamanta diri which means that all the while it was the spirit controlling him and that's the danger when the head of the family would make a declaration that is not similar to the declaration of Zechariah. When you make a covenant with spirits of darkness, not only you, but even your children, your children's children will be dominated by the spirits of darkness. That boy was totally delivered that day because the mother made the declaration, I reject all spirits of darkness and I invite only the presence of the Holy Spirit. We have an example here in the declaration of Zechariah. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the light of the world. And when we follow him, we will not walk in darkness. I think it was Albert Einstein who said that darkness, physical darkness, does not exist. And when he was asked, why do you say that? And he said, you cannot measure darkness. You can only measure light. So darkness is the absence of light. That may be true as far as physical darkness is concerned. But spiritual darkness is not the absence of light. The light has already come. But why is it that people are still living in darkness? It's because they have rejected the light and embraced the spirit of darkness. Today, we are so glad that the light has come. We are no longer in darkness. Embrace him, and you will be set free to live for him. To God be the glory. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there.